Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What I'm saying is, when you out here praying for a healed, whole, emotionally available man, remember that his emotional availability includes emotional intelligence, which includes him being able to identify something you did wrong. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where I encourage single women to be the best version of themselves through healing and avoiding certain pitfalls in dating, love, and relationships. And today's episode is brought to you by my book, Single Woman Chronicles, an Atlanta love story, kinda. And this is a book that is a fiction novel. I have two Actually, I have two books released, a book one and a book two, and it's available on Amazon, on Audible, on Apple Books, and books on Google Play. Today, I'm going to read just a little bit of an excerpt so you guys can get into it, because although it is a, um, it is a fiction novel, it's some very relatable real stuff up in here, y'all, okay? So let's read an excerpt from chapter two. Lust, I mean love at first sight. Music played in the background while I moved my hips to the beat of my jam, One Dance by Drake. I could slow wine like Rihanna and all the chicks in the old Sean Paul videos. You couldn't tell me I wasn't an islander the way I moved my body like a snake. It was Friday night and the turn up was real. We were at one of the hottest spots in Atlanta, Cafe Circa, and it was packed on the rooftop. It was June, so the weather was perfect for a little rooftop grinding. I was there with my girl Maya and it was always a story when her and I went out. She was my partner in crime. There was never a dull moment on an Ariana and Maya mission. We felt like the baddest chicks in the room by the amount of men who walked up to buy us drinks. Maya stood 5'5", slim thick with double D breasts. She had a gorgeous face with chunky, with chinky eyes that she got from her Korean mother and a booty she got from her African-American side of the family. She had a short black haircut like Holly Berry in the 90s, and men couldn't get enough of her. My girl was bad. I had known her since I was 18, but didn't get to see her much because she now lived in Los Angeles. But anytime she came to the city, I knew it would be a good night. Girl, I think I'm going to head to the bathroom after this song. That's the rockets flowing through me, I said, still moving my hips to the beat. Okay, girl, I'm going to chill right here and save our spot. I don't want any of these heifers trying to steal our table, Maya asserted as she took a few steps back to sit down at the table we danced in front of. Don't hurt nobody, I smiled, amused at how serious Maya was about these seats. Once she settled, I proceeded to the restroom. All right, y'all, that was just a little excerpt. If you want to read the rest, you can get the book, like I already said. There's also there's actually a free copy. I said free. It's an ebook though, on books on Google Play. Just go on over there and type in Single Woman Chronicles and Atlanta Love Story, kinda, and you'll get the rest of the book, y'all. I'm telling y'all, get into it. Okay, so today's episode is just about how healing is a journey. It is not a destination. It is not a finish line. It is a journey. We are all going to be healing. And I told y'all God been snatching my edges for the last few weeks on just everything. <laughs> like, I just don't understand 
why I can't get a break, but it's okay. I just keep getting healed, you know, from all of these things. So let's get into it. But before uh, we start, I want to just touch on a few things. The first thing I want to talk about is um, rest in peace to Miss Jackie O. Um, she passed, uh, I think last Friday she passed. And it's just really sad because she was only 32. She was a mother of three. She was a girlfriend of DC Young Fly. And I know a few people who know her. I've never met her, but everyone had great things to say about her. And I just have this feeling like when people pass away that I don't know, like who are in like the spotlight celebrities and things, you can feel their impact even if you personally like did not know them. I think about people like Nipsey Hussle, like he was such a cool dude. I didn't know that man, but it hurt me when he passed like Kobe Bryant, when he passed, like, that was hurtful. So I feel like this one hit everybody, even if we don't know her personally. But it's just really sad because she's so young and she just, she has young kids. And I just, my heart goes out to the family. Um, People are, you know, stupid people on the internet just talking about how, you know, they're saying she passed because she was having a cosmetic surgery. And I'm like, it's irrelevant how the point is she passed you know what I mean it could have been a car accident like it doesn't matter how she passed the fact is that she passed and we need to respect the family and the people close to her and just you know allow them to grieve instead of like having this whole debate like that just makes no sense to me but just rest in peace to Miss Jackie O and my heart goes out to the family I definitely pray for them in their grieving season and oh man my heart goes out to those kids but I know the Lord will provide and he, we, Lord, his ways are above ours. And sometimes we just don't understand, um, when he calls someone home and it just sucks, but I just wanted to touch on that. Okay. So next thing I wanted to touch on, um, this weekend, sis had her hair out. Okay. <laughs> um, I had my hair out this weekend and I was feeling myself like Beyonce. Um, if you guys uh, did not see the picture because it's in a ponytail now because, I mean, I didn't put no product on it because I'm going to actually do it today um, and some twists. But, y'all, my hair was bumping, okay? It was, it was, it gave what it needed to give. And I posted some pictures, but I'm going to insert some pictures here so y'all can see, you know, here y'all go. And if you guys are listening, you can just go to my Instagram at Single Woman Chronicles and I posted pictures there so y'all can go see it. But the significance of my hair was having it this length, this full, this healthy. I remember back in the day, Solange, I think it was her album with Cranes on the Sky, but she had her hair like that, but it was in a like a weave style. And back in the day, I wanted that hairstyle so bad, <laughs> like so bad. And I've seen a few people get that hairstyle. I wanted it so bad. And I think Tiana Taylor may have had it too, but it was popular and I wanted it so bad. And it's crazy. Like I was seeking like a weave so I can accomplish the hairstyle, but I don't think I ever could with the weave because I, I don't think I was like getting enough bundles or the right bundles. I don't know what was happening, but I couldn't accomplish the look and it was pissing me off. Okay. But it's crazy to get to this point in my life where like with my hair journey, I'm 
the hairstyle that I wanted so bad, I can achieve with my natural hair. Like, that's wild. Not only can I achieve it with my natural hair, I can do it myself. Like, that is crazy to me because for so long, like, I had been trying to grow my hair. And, and you know, as a black woman, our hair journey is so emotional for us. It's so definitive for us. Like, it's more for us because of the, I think, the negative the negativity that media has told us about our hair, we're finally breaking free from that. Like you see more women going natural. Now you see more women with locks. You see more women with just wearing their hair out and not feeling like they need to straighten it to look professional or classy. It's just a beautiful movement. And just to have my hair where it is, is just, it's so powerful for me because I think I mentioned this before, but I had this guy who, um, if you saw my, heard my story time about me being in a verbally abusive relationship, he literally looked at me once and was like, why your hair don't ever grow? Literally looked at me in my face and I can laugh about it now, but cause Hey baby, we got inches. Okay. We out here winning. Okay. But, um, you know, Jesus said, God said, let your enemies be your footstool. And now you got to watch me from a distance with this, with the tresses, honey, you see the tresses, but just coming from that and just always feeling unpretty with my natural hair and feeling like I could only achieve my peak beauty with a sew-in or with straight hair or with somebody else's hair attached to my head, like fake hair and like not feeling the a hundred percent beautiful in my own hair. So to be at this point in my life where I feel a hundred percent beautiful with my hair, like I, I love my hair. I can, I have grown my hair. I understand it. We are one, like I get it. And I just want to encourage anyone who is on that journey. And when I was thinking about it, God was like speaking to me. Cause I'm like, the reason I got, how I got my hair to where I want it now is I was committed to the process. Too many times we're committed to the goal and not the process and we'll fall off the process because we don't get to the goal fast enough, but you, you can't, Look at life like that because to get anything worth having, there's a process between that thing you want and you actually getting it and grasping it in your hands. So I feel like the more we commit to the process, the better life will be for us. It's even on the topic we're talking about today. Like healing is not a finish line. Like you will forever be healing because every season, every day of our lives, like something is happening to us and we're constantly unpacking and the world is constantly shifting. So we're constantly like learning ourselves and relearning ourselves and becoming new. It's just, it's always something, right? But yeah, commit to the process, not the goal. When you commit to the process, the goal is going to be easier because you already know, like in order to, for me to grow my hair, in order to grow my hair, I know every time I take my hair out of a protective style, I got to baby it. I can't just be ripping through it. I can't just be doing no crazy stuff and like trying to rush through the process. I Every time I take it out, I got to deep condition it. And my deep conditions mean I'm sitting under a cap with aloe vera oil and some kind of deep conditioner for at least 30 minutes under the dryer every single time during the week i'm oiling my scalp i'm spraying my hair with water to moisturize it like in order to grow it i gotta water it so like that's just a part of my process i have to be committed to this even when i don't feel like it even when i don't feel like it so i hope i'm freeing somebody because like even when you don't feel like it you gotta stay committed to the process so yes another thing i want to touch on (sighs) 
Sarah Jakes Roberts dropped something. I think she was on a podcast. I really don't know, but I saw this clip on TikTok. Basically in the clip, she said, it's harder to date a man who is not toxic because when you date a man who is not toxic, it takes the spotlight off the toxicity of the relationship and it puts the spotlight on you and what you need to work on. When you're so used to being the victim, it is hard to be the culprit, okay? When you're so used to being in a toxic relationship where this person is dogging you out, they lying to you, they probably cheating on you, they're gaslighting you, they're doing X, Y, and Z. When you are in that type of relationship, all you can do is fight for your life, okay? And all you can do is focus on the problems. But when you're in a healthy relationship with a healed human being... Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Who can express how he feels and you have to take accountability for times when you may hurt his feelings or do something he doesn't like even if it was intentional or unintentional and you gotta be like oh my bad i'm sorry that junk feel uncomfortable when you're used to being the victim hello pot i'm kettle i get it okay <laughs> like it has been very rare occurrence in my life where i met a guy who directly in the moment has told me when something bothered them how it bought how it bothered them and how i can fix it in the future because as humans especially men just because they haven't been taught how to express themselves emotionally so usually they don't you know express themselves openly it's usually like through anger or cutting you off or being cold or being passive aggressive etc but when you find a mature healed man because they are out there and that guy can look at you and say hey I don't like when you did XYZ. Next time, can you not do XYZ and do this because I'm triggered when you do that? You gotta clutch your pearls a little bit, like, ooh, dang, it's me. <laughs> like, I'm not the victim in this instance. I don't know how this feels. <laughs> so. What I'm saying is, when you out here praying for a healed, whole, emotionally available man, remember that his emotional availability includes emotional intelligence, which includes him being able to identify something you did wrong, which includes you having to look in the mirror at yourself. I think the best relationships are those relationships that hold a mirror to you so you can see your own flaws, so you can be the best version of yourself. That's why I think a lot of people run from healthy relationships because healthy relationships, I think they're, they're safer. They are beautiful. They are wonderful. But I think it's harder on you, the person, because it stretches who you are. It stretches you. It's uncomfortable in some moments like it's a great relationship it's very healthy but you are going to grow you are going to have to bend and sacrifice because i feel like true love is about sacrifice so you're going to have to make some sacrifices and sometimes that means admitting that you're wrong 
and saying I'm sorry, even if it was intentional or unintentional, and fixing whatever thing that you did wrong. Because none of us are always right. So I think keep that in mind. And honestly, if you have a guy in your life who can directly tell you, you know, how something you did hurt him but in a respectful manner not in a manipulative manner not in a passive aggressive manner not in a i'm trying to you know get you to do something i'm trying to always blame you but like you know when it's healthy like you know when it's healthy he not yelling at you he's literally like in the moment hey i don't like that you always on your phone when you in my presence it makes me feel ignored or unimportant to you can you put your phone away and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that. I'm sorry. Let me put my phone away. Don't get defensive. Don't be like, oh, well, your phone be out. No, no, no. Accept that. Because we got men out here who want to be expressive, but they feel like they can't be expressive because as soon as a woman hears what they have to say and how they feel, immediately that we get defensive and be like, uh-uh, I don't even got my phone. No. Be receptive because that will make him want to open up to you more. That's how you get a man feeling safe. That's how you get a man feeling vulnerable. That's how he starts to open up to you. And when he start to give you his heart, girl, you're going to get even more back. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to touch on that because, oh, Lord, sis, sis was preaching, honey. Okay? She was preaching. Okay? So... My, re my most recent revelation was just about forgiveness. So, um, you know, I always thought of myself as a forgiving person. And a, um, <laughs> I still think I am. But what God had to reveal to me is I only forgive people when I think, quote unquote, they deserve it. What I mean by that is people in my past who have hurt me and have not apologized for it or not acknowledged that they hurt me. I don't wish them well. I actually wish them suffering. I'm just being honest, okay? Don't judge me. I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm over here telling y'all the real, okay? So God had to deal with me. So, uh, you know, I've been reading this book, Night is Shining, Shining Armor, that helps you to grow deeper with God and fall in love with God and your relationship with him before you, you know, get into a marriage and just prepare you, right? And so it was just talking about, like, this list that I developed of people I need to forgive. And so... I'm thinking, I wrote the list down. I'm good, right? Straight. Nope, I wasn't. So one day I'm walking outside and I see the car of some, like, I see this car. And this car reminds me of someone who I used to date who I felt that they did me wrong. So when I see the car, in my mind, it immediately was like, I wish I keyed his car. Now, first of all, I've never done anything to anybody's possessions or car or anything. Like, I, the worst I've done is think about it. Because karma be hitting me too heavy. Like, I keep somebody's car, my car gonna blow up in five seconds. Like, I don't have time to put myself in that line of fire, right? But that's what I was thinking. But then, as soon as I thought it, the Holy Spirit was like that. And I'm like, what you talking about? So, the night before I had prayed and asked God to reveal to me why I keep attracting men who are whack. <laughs> or, or why I keep coming into contact with these guys who... You know, they're not very forgiving. Like, I'll make one, I'll do something and, like, they'll just drop off at the first sign of anything. And it's just like, dude, it wasn't even that serious. We could have talked about that, worked over that. You know what I mean? Like, just people who lack empathy, like men who lack empathy. Why do I meet 
men who lack empathy and grace, right? So God was like that. And I'm like, what you talking? And he said, he said, you haven't forgiven those people. You are wishing ill will on them. Like that means that you haven't forgiven them. That also means that I'm carrying bitterness and malice because malice is wanting knowingly or unknowingly wanting bad things to happen to somebody. Right? So I'm walking my dog as this is happening. And I, I do my best thinking and talking to God while I'm walking him outside. Like, so I'm just really processing this and I'm like, but I am a forgiving person. I don't know why I can't forgive these people. And God said, cause I started naming the people who I have forgiven. Like I've forgiven this person and that person. It was easy and whatever. He's like, cause you only give people when you think they deserve it. Like those people are close to you and you, you know that the reason why they did what they did. So you're giving them grace. You don't, you're not giving them these people grace because you feel like they don't deserve grace, but that's not right. You can't determine who deserves grace and not. And so I'm like, dang, okay. And then, so I'm continuing to think, I'm just like, that still don't explain why I keep attracting these suckers. And he's like, you keep attracting people who don't forgive because you only forgive when you think somebody deserves forgiveness. And I'm just like, wow, you're so loud right now, God. That is just wrong how loud you are. This is crazy. So, <laughs> so I just got my edges snatched. And so after that, I came home and I wrote down all the scripture. Um, well, not all of it, like eight scripture about forgiveness. And God was like, in the scripture, it talks about praying for those and wishing them well. So I literally was in here crying because... I'm praying for these people and I'm like, I, I wish them blessings and, and overflow and everything they hands touch, bless them and all this stuff. I have never done that before. Like I've never prayed. And like, I was putting all these different people on my heart to pray for. And all these guys who guys, I felt wrong me and didn't deserve it. Like I'm praying for them. So I feel like it was the beginning of like freedom from that unforgiveness, that malice. Cause it talks about like, get rid of all bitterness, malice and all of this stuff. And I think, that unlocks another level, you know, with your closeness with God. And I also honestly feel like that unlocks another level of favor with God when you're able to move with unforgiveness and just be graceful and stuff. I mean, able to move with forgiveness and like give grace and mercy and stuff. So I just realized in that moment, like healing is just not a place that you arrive at. Like healing is, is, is a continuous process and I was talking to a friend this morning and he says something so freaking powerful, right? So I think many times society makes us believe like when we do everything right, things supposed to go right for us, right? But if we've been lifing enough, we get that sometimes life just be liking lifing and you just never know, right? But, you know, when you do everything right and, and then maybe you'll make a mistake and it's like you put so much... You put so much energy and emphasis on that mistake that you make or or that that unhealed area and you be feeling like like undeserving, like you don't deserve this because maybe you made this mistake or maybe you're still healing from this or maybe you're an unforgiving person. So that means maybe I don't deserve a positive relationship and blah, 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 blah. And my friend said, what if you, but do you, does doing everything right guarantee everything going right in your life? So why do you think doing one thing wrong or a few things wrong means that your life is going to fall apart or that you're undeserving? God works on both sides. Like if he's saying I'm graceful, I'm forgiving, um, but sometimes life be life in, it works on both sides. So the next time you make a mistake and you feel undeserving, 
stop. Don't count yourself out. Don't, don't feel like you don't deserve it because God said, you know, if you make a mistake or, or if you're healing from something, um, you know, cause I literally went straight to malice mode trying to keep this man car. <laughs> like that doesn't mean that I'm undeserving of a husband because, you know, I've been walking this walk and I've yet to meet my husband. And my friend was like, so you're basically saying that if God is saying that you don't deserve a husband because you're operating out of unforgiveness now, then what about all the other stuff that you've done positive? You should have been had a husband. And I'm like, you are absolutely right. So we don't know the time or the place or when God is going to send the things that we're praying for, but we just have to be faithful on our journey and continue to heal and continue to pray for our person and feel like, okay, I'm one step closer every time I figure something out about myself that may have been off. <laughs> like, cause that unforgiveness, I really thought like, I didn't, I didn't think about it like that, but it makes so much sense. So I would say just search your own heart and, you know, ask God to search your heart. Yeah, it's hard to search your own heart. Ask God to search your heart <laughs> and see and reveal to you, like, what is something that I may be battling with that I'm not even realizing so that I can like, dig that crap up so I don't attract people on that same wavelength because I ain't got time for that. So hopefully this helps somebody. Also, um, I need to start encouraging y'all to um, rate the podcast, please. Rate it on Spotify. Rate it on Apple Podcasts. Please rate it because that helps me out, helps a sister out, okay? And share it with your friends and let them know what is going on. But hopefully this helps somebody today. And until next time, bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.